Hello and welcome to Conversations, a podcast featuring stories about kindness and compassion and how one message, or story in this case, at just the right moment can change someone's entire day, outlook, or life. My name is Megan Murphy, your host and founder of the Kindness Rocks Project, a grassroots movement of many that can now be found in over 25 countries around the world. Hi there, and welcome to Conversations. Today, I'm so excited to have a dear friend of mine, Emily Johnson, who lives here on Cape Cod, and we met over seven years ago now, Emily? Yes, seven years ago. Yeah, so it was several years ago, and Emily was one of the first people to join the Kindness Rocks Project, and I am so grateful because it was at a time that I had no idea what I was doing. It was a personal hobby, and when Emily found a rock, she joined me and helped start this movement. So I'm going to let Emily introduce herself because there's nothing more important than having somebody share exactly who they are and what they do in their own words. So welcome, Emily. Emily. Thanks, Megan. Thanks for having me on the podcast. I'm super excited to be here and I'm forever grateful for our friendship and of course the project, which really helped me on my path during a very difficult time in life. So I remember it was April of 2013. Um, and much like you said, it was started off as a hobby. You didn't really know what you were doing at that time in my life. I didn't know what I was doing with myself. I felt myself really isolated. I was struggling with my mental health, struggling with depression, anxiety, and post-traumatic stress disorder. And I remember walking in the woods. It was still cold here on Cape Cod. There was still ice on the ground in April. And I came upon this rock and I stopped. It caught my eye. And it said, sometimes the smallest step in the right direction ends up being the biggest step of your life. And in that moment, I just knew that I was doing what I needed to do. Even though I didn't know what I was doing with my life, I had left my career. I was a lung transplant coordinator. I was a organ donation coordinator. I had been a critical care nurse for years. You think that you're going to go to college and have a career, get married, have 2.5 children and the white picket fence and life is going to be dandy. And then we all know that unfortunate things happen. We come upon hard stuff. And sometimes we just don't know how to move past that or move forward. And as I was out walking in the woods, just really trying to heal, I found that rock and it just said that one small step in the right direction. I'm like, okay, I can do this. I can take another step down the path physically. I can keep moving even though I'm crying and I don't know what's happening and I feel so isolated and alone. And I was questioning whether it was even worth being here on earth, you know, at times. So I kept moving I kept doing the work, those small steps, you know, going to counseling, writing, coaching, yoga, like just doing a lot of deep work. And then I was like, who put this rock here? I was really, really intrigued. I was like, this was meant for me. And that's the story of how I came to know you. And then I decided that this meant so much to me. It really helped me that I wanted to continue to pay it forward and do this for other people as well. So I found the physical act of doing the rocks really therapeutic writing the messages and then going out for walks and then dropping the rocks really helped me on my own path. And then over time, taking those small steps in the right direction, learning that, okay, I can reinvent my life, that transformation is possible, that just because I have a degree in one thing doesn't mean I can't go do other things. And I knew there was something more out there for me. I knew that I was meant to create and do other things, bigger things, and that I had the capabilities and the strength to do it. And then I wanted to inspire other people to do it as well. And then the yoga teacher 
training happened, the writing happened, and then the business ownership happened for me. So right now, I can say that, you know, I, I'm a critical care nurse by background. I can help you uh, if you need a lung transplant. I can help you if you are an organ donor and you found yourself at the end of your life. I can sit and speak with your family about the gift of organ and tissue donation. I can facilitate that process. But that was all part of my life. And then moving forward, it was time to go do some other things. So I can say now that I'm the owner uh, of Hot Yoga Cape Cod, we have two studios here on the Cape. The yoga was instrumental in helping me transform my life physically, mentally, spiritually. I had no spirituality until I found that rock. And then I started to explore that I think there actually is something bigger out there and that we're all connected in a deeper way. So I started to really explore what spirituality meant to me and open myself up to that. And again, my life just kind of unfolded and you know, it's never ending. Yeah. Well, I'm sorry. I have tears in my eyes as you're speaking because I remember that rock and I remember that message. And I remember the first time that you told me that you found that rock. And at the time that you found it, I had just begun because you were one of the very first to find one of the rocks and join the project. And I remember when you shared the story with me and I had tears in my eyes then and I have tears in my eyes now because that was a message that I needed. Sorry, I don't mean to cry, it's but, right. but, <laughs> but that's the message that I needed myself. Yeah. And so I gave it to you uh, and you needed it. And who knew, right? And that's how we're all connected. And that's how this project started. And I am forever grateful that you found your rock and that you found your way and that you're doing amazing things to help others. And, and also that you helped me because at that time I was very insecure about dropping these rocks and, and actually somebody at the place that you found it had been very outspoken that she didn't like the rocks and actually did like a social media campaign against me locally here. You know, those are the things that happen and everybody's open to their own opinions, but I hope that maybe she'll listen to this podcast one day and hear what it did for you. So thank you for that. And, and it's funny, that message meant something very different back then for me. But today, hearing you talk about that message, I could use that message today too for something else. Yeah. And likewise, I hung on to the rock for a long time. And I was like, I'm never going to let this go because it meant so much to me. But after a few years, I realized it was time to move it on for someone else. And throughout my work of going to yoga teacher training and knowing when the when the belief became the knowing that was the wisdom within that I could go be of service and help other people that I was ready I took that rock I started volunteering at a sober home in Plymouth for women and I hadn't even graduated yoga teacher training yet but I just knew I was just craving to go out and be of service I was ready so I was like I'll just go and, and volunteer at a sober home you know these ladies could use some yoga and I worked with them for a couple months and it turned into just, it turned into yoga. Then it turned into like some small coaching sessions and just discussion. And we listened to music and I started doing the kindness rocks with them. And then the last time that I spent with them, I brought that rock and I left it in the manager's apartment downstairs and I missed the rock, but I know that it was meant to move on. Yeah. And on to a beautiful place. And I'm sure that it impacted somebody else's life. That's amazing. So here's an interesting question while we're on this. Like, if there was a rock today that you need for yourself, but you'd like to give to somebody, what would that message be? If there was a rock to give to someone else right now? Yeah. 
that would me- have meaning that you would want yourself? That I would so. want right now. Yeah. It's a great question. Um, there's probably five different ones that could come to <laughs> mind now as a, in my first year of business ownership. Um, also as a mother of two boys with some challenging behaviors at home, as a wife, as a daughter with a mother who has Alzheimer's, I feel like there's so many messages depending on the hats that I'm wearing. And I wear all the hats all at the same time sometimes. How about I give you a rock that says hang in there? (laughs) (laughs) No, I think it would be ride the wave. Just ride whatever's happening right now and let it come and let it go. Just let it ebb in and out just like the tide and just ride it. Yeah, like in yoga, right? With your breath. Yep. Paying attention to the breath and it comes in and it goes out. Yep. Yeah. Yep. As I was driving over here today, I was thinking about some other things. And we're doing a coaching series at the yoga studio every Friday night. I'm coaching some women. And this Friday night, we're going to be focusing about rewriting our story. So, you know, we all are born and we all grow up and we start to write our own story. And I was thinking about how for so long my story was all these things are happening to me, but learning to change that, you know, things are happening for you, even when it's the tough stuff, you know. When I mentioned, you know, I was struggling with the depression, the anxiety, and the post-traumatic stress disorder. You know, I had, my brother had died. His anniversary of his death is actually this Monday. Um, So for a long time, I felt very much like the victim. But looking back over the years, like there's so many incredible people I would have never met had he not died. Um, And there's so many people that I wouldn't be able to connect with had I not gone through that experience. Mm. And I feel like it opened me up to a lot more, even though it was very sad and painful. But we're not going to get through life without pain. Yeah, that's beautiful. Thank you. It's beautiful. And, you know, I agree. As hard as it is, the really difficult stuff that happens to us, like if we can look for those that little silver lining and the little gratitude in the things that surround it that are positive, it pulls us out of that darkness. It's like the crack, right? That the light gets in. And then when we start letting more and more light in or looking at all the blessings that that come from things, it's a way that we can cope with trauma and often depression and anxiety and, and then connect with others. I mean, I truly believe that when we connect with others, that's where we heal. There's so much healing in the connection. And that's what finding the rock really set off for me. I felt so isolated. So physically finding the rock, seeing the message, knowing somebody else created that, put that there and then connected me with the actual project, a physical act, meeting people, yourself. The more that we can learn to connect with one another, the more healing we can do, the more of service we can be for one another and the less suffering that we have to kind of hang on to. Um, Yeah, it's funny. Not funny, but (laughs) none of this is funny. (laughs) Um, But I I feel as if, so for myself, when I'm listening to your story, I'm seeing myself in your story. Not that I'm not sitting with you and I'm I'm connecting with you with your story, but I think of that dark place that you must have been when your brother passed and all of that anxiety and depression that went with that. And I have experienced something very similar, a very dark place when I lost my parents and I lost my business. And so I understand I have empathy and compassion for that place. And I, too, know what it's like to be feeling isolated and unhappy and sad and and not 
you know, really wanting to share that with others, not wanting to be a burden for others and also feeling vulnerable and maybe a little bit of shame behind like that I'm in this place that I don't have everything together. And for me, that's what started the rocks because I didn't know who I could talk to about it. My family were sick of me kind of like (laughs) being Eeyore all the time, you know, because it's like, oh, and so I needed a way to express myself. I I do believe that therapy is very good and very important. And I want to urge anybody that's listening. Absolutely. Yeah. Lord. Everybody should have a great therapist on speed dial, a great coach, a great friend, all of it. It's all in the toolbox. Absolutely. I think both of us are emphasizing that during those difficult times in our lives. And even now, I mean, please, uh, (laughs) you know, let's again, ending the stigma of mental health. You know, I see a therapist. So yes. yes, Yeah. I, yeah, I'm trying to actually use language now and just say mental fitness. You know, we spend so much time in our culture and our society emphasizing a strong body, but you can't have a strong body without a strong mind. So you're absolutely right. You're going to change your life. It starts with change your mind. Yeah. The mind comes even before the body because before we make the yes. choices and we get energetic to do that. And yeah. No, we're not taught how to handle any of this in school. Yeah. Things are changing now, but they're not changing fast enough. Absolutely. Um, I see it with my sons. So. Yeah. And, and it's, it's interesting, right? Because we crave the connections. We crave listening. It's funny. Here's a funny part. Let's turn this into funny. So I was watching, I was on social media today and Amy Schumer, a comedian who I love, she was with Oprah on stage for Weight Watchers thing. And (laughs) this is a funny story because she was sharing pictures of her in the underwear that the hospital gives you after you have your baby. panties. Yes. (laughs) And so Oprah said, you really love those? And, And Amy Schumer was like, yeah, like, exactly. She goes, it makes me feel small and petite. And she said, so I love them. So, and I laughed and all of a sudden she lifted up her shirt to the crowd. There was 25,000 oh, people. Them. And she just flashed her belly, right? <laughs> now, and, and I'm just like, in all honestly, the past several months being the holidays uh, and just because I have seasonal disorder yeah. where I eat more and I put on weight and none of my pants fit. And then I go through that whole mental feeling bad and yucky. And so I look at my stomach in the mirror and I'm like, oh my gosh, like I can't even, if anybody ever saw my stomach, I'd be so embarrassed. And there's Amy Schumer, you know, lifting her shirt to 25,000 people being like, here's my belly. And I thought, and it was so empowering. And so it made me feel less alone. Like I was like, yeah, Amy. And I'm like in my house, lifting my shirt. Like, (laughs) so, I mean, that's a funny story about it, but, but really, you know, when, when we hear somebody else's story or they share share something deep that we can connect with and makes us yes. feel less alone. Yes. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. We're hardwired for that. Absolutely. Yep. Yep. And there's not enough support. I mean, we can go to therapy. Absolutely. That's wonderful. We can go to yoga classes like your studios. That yep. is amazing. These are all forms of it. Um, we can paint rocks and we can leave them farther. These are all tools, but everybody is wired differently. And so there's a different formula that's going to resonate with people that are going to help them. So yes. everybody's different. Yep. Yeah. But, it's but we all suffer. Yeah, we do. I mean, that's what we share as humans is we we all go through the pain. So that's what we share. But what might work for one person might not work for another person. I think the work is is finding out like what is it for you that's yeah. going to help you feel connected. So um, what do you find with your yoga studios? Like what are some of the things that you talk about with them? Do you do like love and kindness yoga? Do you 
so, I mean, our studio, Hot Yoga Cape Cod, is all about the hot yoga. <laughs> yeah. And there's also a... So the room is really hot. So the, the room <laughs> is hot for two of the classes. There's okay. a third class that's not necessarily heated, and it's more just ambient warmth left over gotcha. from the other classes. But really, we talk about connection to community, so that's part of our core value at the studio is that... We are teaching people to not only take care of themselves, but to take care of one another. Mm. So that's in our mission statement. You have to learn to take care of yourself first if you're going to learn to take care of other people. So the type of yoga that we offer, it's the Bikram method. It's 26 postures and two breathing exercises. It's a beginner series. And in the lineage of this yoga, you look in the mirror. So you come in the room and there's heat. It's an uncomfortable environment for sure. So you're learning to become comfortable with the uncomfortable. And part of what's uncomfortable in the beginning is staring at your body in the mirror for a good first half of the class. Wow. And that was difficult for me in the beginning. I talked about this during class last night. We encourage students to engage their core, suck your stomach in. And for a long time, I didn't even want to do that physical work. And then I was like, okay, maybe I should start trying a little bit harder in here as a beginner because I wanted to advance a little bit physically in the posture. And I shared last night my story of how I came to the practice. I was a runner, so I would show up in a tank top and running shorts and over time, I love the yoga so much, I, you know, started to look like the quote unquote stereotypical yogi with yeah. the tight shorts, the shorter shorts. And, but I could not force myself to take my tank top off because I didn't want to look at my stomach because yeah. I was, um, three months postpartum with my second son. I had a muffin top. I have cellulite. I didn't like how I looked. I didn't love myself. I was very, very critical of myself. And it's something that I still navigate and struggle with every day but looking in the mirror accepting myself for who I was and then shifting the lens of like this is a strong body you're a strong woman this is part of your imperfection and learning to love myself first and take care of myself first so I also came to the practice most of us come in because we're very type a a lot of healthcare professionals are in there there's law enforcement there's lawyers there's stay-at-home moms business people you know we're all these type a do more, do more, do more. Yeah. Um, we're not enough. We're not enough. I was very competitive as a marathon runner and an Ironman triathlete stepping in there. I found I pushed myself constantly to try to get into these shapes and do more and really work hard. And then I learned that, okay, taking care of myself means actually like doing less physical work and yeah. slowing down and doing more mental work and looking in the mirror and accepting myself and doing that work. And once I was able to shift things in that way, then I opened myself up to, A, being able to go further physically in the practice and further mentally. But then I also noticed that I was able to give more to my children, my husband, my parents. And I was wow. able to take care of people once I started taking better care of myself. Gosh, everything about what you just said is amazing because I did not know that. And, and that's the work, right? It's funny because I'm type A. And I've been trying to facilitate this project and it's been very overwhelming. I don't know what I'm doing on any given day. I'm just trying to help people. I'm figuring it out as I go along. And with my type A personality, I'm never really happy with how yeah. things turn out or yeah. what I'm doing. And then there's a lot of expectations. Oh, good Lord. Yeah. 
you know, and, and mostly on myself. I mean, I get them sometimes from the outside. It's funny if, if I put a rock up on the page, an inspirational message for somebody and I misspell a word, like the first five people that comment are like, you spelled that wrong. Yep. Yep. <laughs> and then it goes into my head, right? Yeah. Wow. Yep. Jeez. You're, yep. you're a loser. Yep. You don't know you how to spell. Like, yeah. yeah, exactly. And so what you're saying is so important because the practice in slowing down and being okay with what is. Yeah. Yeah. And then congratulating yourself. So the last time that I misspelled the word, I did it on purpose. I wanted someone to comment so I could be fine with it. And oh I was. God, I love that. Yeah. I love that. It was like, I mean, it was like catfish, <laughs> right? I just put it out there and I'm like, oh, I'm setting this up. But I was really proud of myself. And sometimes that happens when something's going on with myself. And I will say, wow, the old me would have done yes. this. Yes. Right? Yeah, the old me or the old story was this. Yeah, but the yeah. new me is. But we still get caught totally. in that in that because our mind, like the pathway, there's a whole neurological. Oh, that pathway is so deep. Yeah, it's like a, it's a highway. I always say like that part of your brain is a super highway because you've been driving down it so much. Yeah. You're on autopilot. It's like that trench in the ocean. What I'm like horribly embarrassed. Fourth grade geography. Um, I don't know that. The marinara trench or something. Oh, yeah, yeah it's so yeah. deep and grained. Yeah, yeah, and so it's there. And so mm-hmm. you go, it, the, like the water rushes through that. And yeah. for us, we go down this path. And so when we try and forge a new path, so being kind yeah. to ourselves and, and being brave with yeah. ourselves, that makes all the difference, yes. you know, especially in those dark moments where we're like, I know how this is going to end. This has happened to me before, but we don't. No, no. Yep, no. we don't yeah. know. And that's why we read inspirational books and things for people that have happy endings. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then they can inspire us. So that's, yeah. you know, there's a whole, you know, field around that. So one of my questions for you will be, when you think of kindness, what does that mean to you? Great question. Kindness, the old me, since we were talking about the old me and the new me, kindness from the old me meant being nice to somebody and trying to make somebody else happy at um, any cost. So the old me would have said, do whatever it takes to please people, you know, and just go ahead and whether it's, you know, coffee, all of a sudden saying, I'm sorry, when you don't, there's nothing to even be sorry for, or bending over backwards and not honoring your own truth. So the new me would say, kindness is clarity. That's totally stealing that from Brene Brown. She's a great person to steal I know. quotes Thanks. from. Thanks, Brene. <laughs> Thanks for all the work you do, Brene. At Brene Brown. Yes, at Brene Brown. And please, if you need a book to read, please get the gifts of imperfection and put it on your nightstand and don't let it ever leave your nightstand. Yeah. And Darren Greatly, her yeah. second book Should from that. Yeah. Quote all of her books or yes. talk about all of her books. Exactly. Anyways, that, you know, kindness um, is clarity. So... If you have it, if you have the means, buy a stranger a cup of coffee. But it goes way deeper than that. Honor where you are and honor your own truth and stand behind that and stand in that, but also empathetically look at the other person with empathy. Put yourself in their shoes, see it from their angle, but don't deny yourself with where you are as well. It's finding that middle ground. That's beautiful. Thanks. 
Yeah. So what I do with um, my guests, Emily, is, yeah, I have these cards. So these are kindness cards and they have a rock on the back. And so I ask everybody to pick one. And typically the right message finds you at the moment that you need it. So let's see if um, this is the perfect message for you today. Ooh, and I'm going to read it. Yeah. I am brave. Which is really interesting because when you asked before we turned the record on, you said, you know, just introduce yourself. And I'm like, oh, well, that's like 20 minutes or it's two minutes, depending on what's going to come out of my mouth. But I thought about how when I first went down the path of yoga teacher training, we really looked at like, who are we as a person? Because normally it's like, well, I'm Emily. Yeah. I'm a nurse or... I'm a mom, but, um, really like putting all that stuff to the side and looking at like, no, who are you really? And for me, when I reinvented like who I was, I declared myself as I am love and I am brave. Wow. So so that is perfect. Interesting. I pulled that card because I do need that reminder pretty much almost every day that I am brave because the ego takes over your small self takes over. Yeah. You want to just sometimes stay under the covers in the morning. Yeah. Or avoid the hard conversations or people please. Um, yep. All of those, all of the above check boxes I have done on a daily basis. And, and it's a, you know, waking up with bravery. I always wake up and the first thing that I say is today's a great day. I can, and I will. Oh, I love that. Yeah. And whatever that is. And, you yeah. know, it's not, I don't even know what that means, but yeah. I just, it kind of is this uplifting thing for me. And, and just to share with the listeners that before we started this and you said, so what are we going to talk about? And I said, yeah. okay, let's just do a little prayer almost, right? Yeah. Like a little ritual of, and this is what I always do, whether I'm doing a, a Facebook video for the project or a podcast, I'm like, you know, I just ask that the right messages and words come to me and that I can share authentically from my heart because somebody else might need that message. So today's message for everybody is you are brave. And thank you, Emily Johnson, for being here on my podcast today. This is wonderful. And I bet many of the listeners are going to get a lot out of your wisdom. Thank you so much, Megan. Thank you so much for listening to this week's version of Kindversations. If you want to learn more about the Kindness Rocks Project, you can visit thekindnessrocksproject.com or follow us on Instagram at the Kindness Rocks Project, Facebook, or on Twitter at the Kindness Rock because there were not enough letters to add project to that. <laughs> so thank you so much for joining us and we'll have a new conversation next week.